From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about what happens to your pillars of intimacy when the words that are spoken hurt. And there's an anonymous quote that says, we've all been hurt by words before. So before you speak, think about how your words might affect your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really puts it in perspective when you think about how you've been hurt by words that have been spoken to you. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. But first, we start every episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity to celebrate what the two of you are doing in your marriage, the transformation, the breakthrough, the steps, the action that you're taking to create transformation. And this hug comes from an email that we received that starts with, this is a second marriage for both of us. I am in a deep healing mode. I finally found a therapist that I really like and feel is actually going to help me get the progress I want in healing old trauma that pre-exists this marriage. Okay, I just quick side note. That can be a situation for any of you. That's not necessarily a second marriage or anything like that. But if you've got trauma that predates your marriage, take action on it. Yeah. Take action on it. She goes on to say, but it was triggered and abraded by circumstances inside our marriage. Funny how that happens. Mm-hmm. Funny how that happens. Yeah. Little things current can stir up the old stuff. My husband is dealing with his own healing by seeing a counselor as well. We have made Tuesday night date night for over two years now. Wow. Come on with the consistency. Mostly we read books on marriage and talk about that. We listen to your podcast on those evenings sometimes. We went through your DIY Six Pillars video course last year. We've been impacted by so many great marriage books, and we're now reading through your new Six Pillars book and workbook. A little each week and letting the conversations go where they need to go. Mm-hmm. We have a good marriage. We have love. We have commitment. And we have old behaviors and wounds because we are humans. We are moving toward extraordinary. I love it. That's awesome. And I mean, like you said, just that consistency, being intentional and taking action and and just, hey, we're all on this journey. We're on a journey. There are going to be seasons of highs and lows, but that consistency, I think it's like what we have done here for 12 and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That cool. consistency of us just getting behind the microphones, talking to one another has been, I think, a huge, has been a huge impact on on me and, and us as a, as a couple. Absolutely. Absolutely. Consistency really does make a, a difference in marriage. Little actions done consistently over time lead up to big change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, as Tony said at the top of the episode, today we're talking about, you know, how your six pillars of intimacy can be impacted when the words, words that are spoken hurt. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you guys, as a marriage coach, I sit across from a lot of couples, <laughs> a lot of couples. It's been, we're closing, I'm closing in on like 500 this mm-hmm. year, you are. Um, individuals and couples that I've had the privilege to walk alongside. And, and I hear about people's lives, right? The wins, the challenges. We talk about every single pillar of intimacy. Um, in some marriages, I learn about things that maybe only a couple people know about in other marriages. I may be the only person Mm -hmm. that knows about things. I hear about communication challenges and financial breaches and infidelity. I hear about struggles with parenting and in-laws and with your sex life. And I hear a lot about the words that couples speak to each other. Mm -hmm. I I hear about the words that build up and encourage. I I have one couple that only, pretty much only, not exclusively, because you guys know how I feel about always and never, um, 
pretty much exclusively refer to one another as my love. They actually don't even use the, the names. <laughs> it's like my love, you know, and so I'm like, it always puts a smile on my face. And it's like my love. Um, yeah. And so I hear a lot about those types of words. And then I hear about the words, the words that tear people down and the ones that hurt the words that cause fear and doubt and insecurity. And I want to say at the top of this episode, the ones that, the words that encourage, please keep doing that. Mm-hmm. The words that, that bring security, the, the words that lift up your spouse, do more of that. You, you actually probably can't do enough of those words. But we're going to focus today on what's happening when those words that are spoken tear down and the impact that they can have on your pillars of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the thing. If, if this is your very first One Extraordinary Marriage episode and you're like, okay, I've heard you say the phrase pillars of intimacy like four times now. What the heck are you talking about, Elisa? It's okay. Welcome. Tony and I are super excited you're here. And it is important that you know what the six pillars of intimacy are. Yeah. So the six pillars of intimacy are emotional intimacy, physical intimacy, financial, spiritual, recreational, and sexual intimacy. And we've written a bestseller. Alisa has written the bestseller. It's with Tony mm-hmm. DeLorenzo. But if you want the entire system, including the exclusive monthly planner that we have with it, hardcover book, two workbooks, and a bunch of goodies, go check out sixpillarsblackbox.com. Yeah, it's just a way for you to be versed in a lot of things that we talk about here on the different episodes. But you know, as, as we're talking about this, right? first we have to actually start talking about some of the words and phrases that get uttered mm-hmm. in marriage. And, and I'm going to just say from the top here, Elise and I have uttered words that are hurtful to one another. I would say that has decreased drastically over the last five plus years. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we, we get upset with one another. Absolutely. We're, we're human. Uh, we get in arguments. And yet the word throwing, I would say probably five, 10 years. I mean, that has definitely been cut out. Now, I was just gonna say, if you're, if you're brand new to the show, you wouldn't know that Tony and I have been married for 25 years. Right. So just to give you some perspective. Yeah, we've been married. (laughs) There were a lot of really, really dysfunctional years. And and we've been on this journey Mm -hmm. for the last 14-ish of doing marriage well, not perfect, but doing marriage well. Right. Now, if you are in a marriage where there is continuous verbal abuse, emotional abuse, this is different than what we're going to be talking about today. That is unacceptable. If you're being berated, if you're being put down, if you're being cut down, if you're being judged, shamed, controlled, dominated over, accused of, blamed, whatever, continuously... That is unacceptable. And I and Elisa would both ask you to go get help. We have an episode. It's called, Is This Abuse? I'll put it here in the show notes. Listen to it. If this is happening in your marriage, please get help. I just want you to know that we do not accept that here at One Extraordinary Marriage. That abuse is is not acceptable. And you need to get protection for yourself And for those around you, if you're a female, if you're a wife and you have little ones, kids and your husband and vice versa, guys, if if this is happening from your, from your wife and you need to get help, it's okay. Go get help. It's episode 169. Is this abuse? And I will have a link here for you 
to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think even as you were talking about just our journey, you know, I think about some of the hurtful things um, that we've said over the years. Like I remember sitting across across the table from you at our apartment in Costa Mesa and saying, you know, and I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And, and really being at that place of like, I'm checked out, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember Checked that. out, you know. Um, we've had seasons where, you know, just so frustrated at one another. And, you know, some of the phrases that you all shared with us were things like, you know, you're the reason I drink. You know, spouses are saying that to one another. Um, if I had known what I know now, I would have never married you. Mm. I'm not attracted to you. You're stupid. And these, I mean, there are a lot of phrases. This is just a handful, right? But there, there's a lot of pain behind those words. And those words, you know, it's like, well, I loved the quote that, that I, you know, when I found the quote that started this episode, you know, and talking about the fact that we've all been hurt before by words that have been spoken to us. So we need to actually be thinking about the impact that our words are going to have on our spouse, because those words, those types of phrases that, that blame that continue, that those, um, I don't love you. I'm not attracted to you. Basically I'm mm. not working on this. Start to create feelings of inadequacy of feeling less than, or not good enough of feeling unworthy or unlovable. And, you know, I, I was in this place as I was hearing this from, you know, cause like I said, I hear it from a lot of coaching clients. We work on that. We work on changing language and, and identifying where the pain is that causes those words. Uh, but I also started going, okay, well, I'm curious about the brain science, the neuroscience behind this, because I started thinking, and I've known this like intellectually that, you know, those thoughts that you repeat time and time again, they become these neural pathways, kind of mm-hmm. like a freeway in your brain, right? Quickest point, you know, quickest way to get from point A to point B. And so I started just looking at what does the research say about the negative thought patterns and the negative impact of negative words on our brain and came across these articles that talked about the fact that negative words increase the activity in our amygdala, which is the fear center. So you start hearing those negative words, you, you start going into this, like, I'm scared, I'm fearful, and I have to protect myself, yeah. which in turn releases stress-producing hormones. Yeah, not the good ones. The stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters, which interrupt our brain function. So you start speaking negative words to your spouse. Their fear center gets activated, which releases a whole bunch of additional stress-producing hormones and neurotransmitters, which short-circuits the brain. Sounds like a recipe for disaster. Which leads to a lot of folks just shutting down, Mm -hmm. right? Fight or flight. Like, I shut down. And so if you're wondering why your emotional intimacy, that closeness and connection through your verbal and nonverbal communication may be shutting down, it's it's possibly because of these words that you guys are saying to one another. Or if you wonder why you can't seem to have a calm and collected conversation with your spouse when you're angry and you're throwing these words out, it's because your words activate their fear response, Mm. which floods their body, Mm. which shuts down the part of their brain that would go into a place of logic and reasoning, right? So, so they, they aren't doing it intentionally. Your words have created a response in them that shuts down the part that says, oh yeah, let's be logical. And instead let's, we have to go into survival mode. Mm -hmm. You can't, you you want one thing, but you're not getting it because your words are actually creating this response. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, that was eye-opening to me. I didn't understand, I hadn't previously known just about that really intense loop that happens. But I also found this 
little statistic, which actually kind of frightened me. It said, um, negative words or experiences get replayed more often than positive experiences that we all know. It's why Yelp reviews are so much fun to read because you just read the negative ones and everybody, you know, you look for the one stars, right? Like, okay. So like, <laughs> and I want to say having done the one extraordinary marriage show for as long as we have 12 and a half years now, it's crazy how in the early days I would get truly out of whack because of a one, two or three star, you know? And, I just had to learn like, hey, it's okay. And really focus in on the good things that are happening here, mm-hmm. the good things that we have done uh, for many of your lives and, and read those five stars and really take them in and, and, and sit on them instead of seeing that one star or that flaming you know, comment on social media that is trying to get us riled up or something like that. Um, so even here, I, I've gone through that and have dealt with it. And even in our marriage, you know, you'll, you'll hang on, you'll try to work on that. And I talked about a book, the power of positive thinking, mm-hmm. you know, uh, by Vincent Norman Peel. I talked about that a, a couple episodes ago and I would highly recommend that getting that. So that way you're changing what you're viewing and what you're, what you're putting your thoughts to, because mm-hmm. what Elise is going to bring up is, is pretty amazing. Well, so yeah, so we all understand we do replay. I mean, even as you were talking about like those early reviews and ratings and stuff, like I still actually remember some of those and we can joke about some of the early ones because they did get replayed, right? Yeah. Like, like that's just, you know, real life factual. This is how it's played out even in our home. But research indicates that some 80%, eight zero, close to a hundred, 80% of your daily thoughts are negative in nature got to change those thoughts. God, like think about that for a minute. And, and if you're having these negative interactions, if the two of you are speaking hurtful words to one another, guess what's on replay in your brain or in your spouse's brain, the negative words. And so if you can get, if you get into this place where you're stuck on the negative, maybe one of you is, maybe both of you are, it's going to cause your emotional intimacy to break down. Yeah. Straight up. It creates that whole fear response and the logic brains, you know, part of the brain shuts down. You're not even able to have conversation. Likely you will stop touching each other. So your physical intimacy is going to take a hit. You may see your financial intimacy disappear because it becomes easier not to talk about money than to get into this place of, well, you know, you're so stupid about money or you don't know how to save money or you're irresponsible with money. And so, you know what, just not going there and talking about it right? You may find that you're not praying together, that your spiritual intimacy is non-existent. Mm -hmm. You may not want to spend time together because if the words that are going to be spoken to you, guess what? If they don't feel good, you're likely not going to have recreational intimacy with your spouse because who wants to spend time with somebody that doesn't make them feel good? And that brings us to the sixth pillar, which is the sexual intimacy. And it's highly probable that if all of those things are going on, there's very little or no sexual intimacy. Hmm. That, that's, what, that's why we talk about these six pillars every week. That's why we talk about how different things that the two of you interact with or might be dealing with in your marriage impact it. Because it's not just like, oh, I said some mean words. It's like, wait a minute, why is our marriage off? Well, the marriage might be off because the words have hurt. And, and we've got to talk about how to make a shift from those words that hurt going into a place where you can build your marriage on the positive. We're going to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. 
OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. We're back and we're talking about how to make the shift away from words that hurt and into building your marriage on the positive. And it probably comes as no surprise if you've listened to more than one or two One Extraordinary Marriage episodes, we talk about being self-reflective, mm-hmm. right? Because it goes a long way. Sometimes you actually need to take a step back and start thinking about what have I said that's hurt my spouse, right? What, are, what have I put out there that maybe created that whole fear response, shut down, you know, flooded them with stress hormones, turned off the logic part of their brain? What have I said? And you got to take personal accountability for it. You, you have to. You, you have to address those things and go, what have I done? And in that process, you need to ask for forgiveness um, over yourself to your spouse. And those are, those are the tough, that's the tougher piece. That, the, the tough piece of being intentional and taking action because you may be going, well, that happened a year ago. Do I need to really bring it up now? You might need to. Every marriage is different. You might not right now. Maybe it's just, hey, it happened. You guys have worked through it, but you need to, you still personally need to just go, I need to forgive myself over this. Mm. Um, if it's newer, like it, it's in the forefront, like you're listening to this right now and it happened yesterday, it may be really a, a, a wise time to, to look at what happened and go up to your spouse and, and say you're sorry for your actions and what happened and ask for forgiveness. And if you've been on the receiving end of those words, um, you may actually just need to pause and, and just take, not take control, not take ownership, but make an acknowledgement for the words that, that they have hurt you. Right. Because sometimes it comes and we have a reaction, you know, like, Oh, you know, I love you, but I don't love you or, or things like that. And you're like, Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. That's stung. And, and you can, you can box it up and you can stick it in the back of the garage. Lots of moving analogies since we just moved a few weeks ago, but you, you can put it away. And, and sometimes you're like, why do I bump up against these emotions? Well, it may be that there are still words that were spoken mm. that, that you need to actually do business with, right? Like even being able to, you know, as Tony said, it's not just asking for forgiveness. It's also giving forgiveness, mm. right? It, it's getting into this place where, where both of you need to have an awareness of when these words come out. Because here's the thing, if you're going to break the cycle, and I talk to my coaching clients a lot about cycles, right? If you're going to break the cycle, you got to know what the cycle looks like, mm-hmm. right? Does it happen when you're, like I was, some of the words that have come up in coaching sessions this past week, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm stressed, when I, 
totally sleep deprived. Like, I'm not making excuses, but you, what I want you to do is take, take, get awareness of when does this happen in your marriage? It takes you off of autopilot. Yeah. And I'm going to just say for myself, this is this. And I've, and I've recognized this in my life and in, in the cycles. And, and I had a blow up, um, about a week or so ago with my son, the, the toilet overflowed and he's just like looking at it. And we had recently moved and I was looking for the plunger and I'm the only one looking for the plunger and he's sitting around looking at his phone. And this doesn't go just husband and wife. I mean, the words you speak can impact those around you. Even, even if it's not directed towards them, they hear it. Right. Um, but I've noticed for myself, my cycle is, is, I go into a do mode. I'm looking, I, I'm starting to get frustrated. There's water all over the floor. Um, and there's nothing happening. There's no one else helping me. I, I feel like I'm the only one. It's me against everybody else. And I start spinning. I'm, I can't find this darn plunger. And, and so eventually what I should have done, I should have, I should have released the pressure valve is what I should have done. And I, and I know this because I, I took some time to re- realize like, I need to release the pressure for me. That's, that's what I think I've had to come up with. I had, I had to come up with a term that allowed me to go, Oh, what do I, I need to release the pressure. Mm. I'm allowing the pressure to just build up and build up and build up and build up. And I'm in my head and I'm like, why isn't anybody out here? Why is this only me? Why doesn't anybody see me? Why? And I need to release the pressure and just be able to go, Hey man, I need you to put your phone down. I need you to get out here because the pressure is building up. And I'm starting to get frustrated. And if you just get out here and, and at least help me, it would decrease that pressure. Mm. So that's that's me and mm-hmm. just recognizing what I've had have gone through in that cycle that has happened over time. Yeah. You know, things things build up, build up, build up. And it's not just that one instance. There's other things that are building up that I should be releasing the pressure on. That was the one thing that put me over the edge. Yeah. And as you're, yeah. And that's, that's a big part of that cycle, right? Like when, when am I most likely to be in this place of hurtful words? What are the emotions that you're experiencing? You know, Tony talked about feeling like, well, it's, you know, it's me versus the world, right? Nobody else is doing anything. My kid's on his phone. My wife's not helping, whatever it is, right? Like, what are you feeling? Because again, that's not putting blame. This is, this isn't like you're, you're spewing out all those words. Well, if you would just, no, it's like, wait a minute what is going on inside of me? And, and, and I will tell my coaching clients too, what are the physiological responses mm-hmm. before you're about to open your mouth and launch a whole bunch of damage into the air? Cause that's what hurtful words are. They are damage. What, what are your cues? What are your body cues? Is your stomach getting all tight? Are you clenching your jaw? You're starting to sweat or you have your hands and fists, whatever it, you have to know you mm-hmm. extraordinary couples don't do life on autopilot. Okay. So, how are you becoming more aware of how you respond so that you can actually interrupt that cycle? So you can do like Tony said and say, you know what? I need to release that pressure valve for him. It might be saying, Hey, I can feel this starting to happen to me. Would you help me for others? It may be like, Hey, I feel this starting to happen. I'm actually going to go for a walk or I'm going to go sit in the backyard or I need like 10 minutes just to listen to some music or I need a few minutes to journal or I'm going to run a bath. Like it doesn't matter what your solution is as long as you verbalize that you're doing your solution to avoid and to, to interrupt the cycle that would create damage in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, 
and I want to encourage any of you because I think that all of us, this is actually an all statement, have likely spoken words in our marriage that have hurt our spouse. I feel pretty confident saying that if you've been married for any length of time, chances are good you've said at least one hurtful thing to your spouse. Well, again, emotional intimacy is that closeness to connection through verbal and nonverbal communication. So it could be nonverbal as well. You may have not spoken it, but you've definitely given them the, the cold shoulder. You've definitely turned roll. around the eye yeah. roll, something of that nature as well that has spoken and has hurt them because they want to connect with you. They want that closeness and connection. And yet your nonverbal communication has told them you don't. So I want to ask you, what is, what's it costing your marriage? To have those hurtful words hanging in the air. There's a cost. You may feel in the moment that you're completely justified. You may feel just that righteous anger where you're just like, oh, like you upset me, whatever that emotion is. And, and I deserve to be able to tell you this. Okay. So you say whatever it is that you have to say. What is the cost? And you can actually think of the cost in every pillar of intimacy. What does it cost you emotionally? What does it cost you physically, financially, spiritually, recreational, sexually to speak those hurtful words? And this isn't to say that you aren't allowed to have your emotions. Every right. coaching client that I've ever worked with knows that I, I respect your ability to have your emotions and whatever they are. How you verbalize them, how you launch them into the world, specifically to your spouse, that you actually do have control over. Your spouse does not make you drink. You choose to drink. Your spouse, if, if things aren't where you, like just some of these phrases that came up earlier, if you're saying I'm not attracted to you, well then how are we gonna like create attraction? Like how are you spending time together? How are you speaking words of encouragement over your spouse? If you're in this place where you're saying you're so stupid, hold on a second. There ain't nobody that stupid. They married you. They, they, have, a, they have intelligent thoughts in their brain. Right. So like, let's mm. not, let's not go into this name calling thing. We did a whole episode on name calling. If you are in this place where you're saying, if I'd known now what, I, if I'd known what I know now, I would have never married you. Then what are you doing to actually create change mm -hmm. to create the marriage that you desire? Let's stop being in this place where we're just going to throw words out there, but we're not going to do action and get into a place where it's like, wait a minute. If these thoughts are coming through my head, what can I do? Mm -hmm. There's a reason all six pillars of intimacy, those specific chapters in the book, all have a section called, what can I do? What can I do to, to manage my emotions to, so that I don't launch these hurtful words? What do I need to take care of inside of me that I'm not living in this place of pain so that everything that comes out of my mouth is hurtful, right? What am I doing? Let's not do life on autopilot. Let's not do life, you know, as extraordinary couples in this place of just being reactionary and living in this place of anger and pain. You actually have the ability to change that. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that over the years, I mean, even here on this, on this show, you've heard me talk over Elisa. You've heard me say things probably shouldn't have been said, but I want, and we want to keep all these episodes up for the purpose that you can see that change can happen, that growth can happen. And right now you may be sitting in a place going, but I don't know what to do. I, I've been like this forever. Like my dad did that. My mom was like that. I grew up like that. You know, the people I'm around are like that. I get it. I get it. I, I, I've been in those situations and yet this is your day to go, you know what? Enough's enough. Like it's time to deal with the hurts that I've, 
that I've carried. It's it's time to change the, the the cycles that we've been in, and it's time to break those cycles because it's not getting us to the extraordinary marriage that we desire. If anything, it's pulling us apart. And it is our desire here to touch one couple. That's always been our dream. That's always been our vision. That's always been our mission. Touch one couple. And so maybe that's you this week. Maybe you're just sitting there going like, enough's enough. I'm done. And if it is, I'd really encourage you to apply for coaching. You can learn all about it at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. But do something. Start something. Take a step out. Go for it. Yeah, it may be scary. It may be like, oh, I don't know this, that. Stop all the negative talk. Stop it. What could your marriage look like? What could your life look like? What could the next 10 years look like? The next 20 years of your marriage look like? If today you said enough's enough, I'm not going to sling these hurtful words anymore. You know, and if you're the one who is slinging them and your spouse is going like enough's enough, have the, uh, have the capacity to listen and go, you know what? You're right. You don't need to defend yourself. You don't need to puff up your chest. You don't need to say, well, that's not me. They probably have told you enough. And maybe you need to hear somebody else speak into your life and having that third party come alongside you to go, you know what? I see some stuff on you. That is amazing. And yet there's some things over here that we need to pull out. There's some thorns in you that you're allowing to sit in there and they're, they're, they're just causing pain. They're causing irritation and we need to pull those things out. So are you willing to get there? Are you willing to go through that? Because I believe and Elisa and I both believe that if you're willing to do that, you can have the extraordinary marriage. You can strengthen every single pillar of intimacy. You can strengthen them. You can be that, that couple that people go like, wow. They used to be like that, but look at them now. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this week, I'd encourage you, I'd encourage you to look at the words that you are using, especially those hurtful words, and take, take hold of them. Take them captive. You have that ability to take words captive and go, do I really want to say it or do I not? And you guys know when I speak and when we speak behind these microphones, we're speaking to ourselves. We need to hear this message just as much as you do because we want to grow. We want to have extraordinary. We want to have an extraordinary marriage. And so sometimes we just need to hear it ourselves. So this week, go after it. If you're ready for coaching though, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. For those of you who may be experiencing verbal abuse, again, Go to episode 169, Is This Abuse? And if so, please get help. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We're truly honored and blessed to have you part of the one family. Love you guys.